great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Download the 77 WABC app. Coming up at 45 minutes past the hour, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. And stick around to the end of the program. We are going to be giving away some Fairy Hawks baseball tickets. You want to stick around for that. So a number of stories. And you probably can accurately predict that I'm starting with the Manhattan DA dropping murder charges against bodega worker uh, Jose Alba. But District Attorney Bragg needs to offer an apology to Jose Alba for what happened to that man, for that man spending time in Rikers because of the situation that the district attorney put in place. AOC at the Supreme Court apparently didn't get the photo op that she wanted. So what did she do next? This is incredible. She faked being handcuffed after being placed in custody at an abortion rights protest. So in other words, she held her hands behind her back and faked like she was handcuffed. Go look for yourself. Don't believe me. This is what AOC did. And she was roundly mocked on social media after she put her arms behind her back to appear to look like she was handcuffed. And again, this was a pro-abortion demonstration uh, outside the Supreme Court. The reality of the situation is the Bronx and Queens Democratic lawmaker was gently escorted away by a Capitol Police officer, along with fellow city uh, uh, Congress member Carolyn uh, Maloney, after blocking traffic outside the court building. So she's walking with the with the uh, with the uh, Capitol Police officer holding her arm, and then she she kept the charade going for a while, and then she raised her arm with her fist to supporters that were uh, watching her, and then she crossed her wrist back again behind her back like she was uh, handcuffed. Disgusting. De Blasio, talk about disgusting. De Blasio drops his bid for a congressional bid, congressional seat. Not disgusting that he's out of the race, disgusting that he ever ran to begin with. And our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, appearing on the uh, Fox News channel, is warning of food shortages and peak prices. We will get to that uh, a, a bit later on in the program. So, The Manhattan District Attorney, Alvin Bragg, moving to dismiss the case and conceding only that his office couldn't prove that, quote, the defendant was not justified in his use of deadly physical force. Why did it take Mr. Bragg two weeks to accept the obvious that a first-year journalism student looking at that tape could have said, wait a minute, this is self-defense. Any New Yorker, people around the country could have looked at the tape and said self-defense. The video showed from the start that the younger, bigger, ex-con Austin Simon cornered Alba, as I've said over and over and over again behind the counter, and attacked him. The stabbing, 
of his attacker was clear self-defense. But there was still no excuse for prosecutors initially requesting a half a million dollars bail for a bodega clerk. Even when the court set the bond at 250000 that all but guaranteed Alba would be stuck at Rikers. And didn't Mr. Bragg in the campaign state a much-desired uh, position to keep so-called perps out of jail? I guess not in this case. I see your telephone calls. We're going to go to them in just one second. I'm going to start with Juan in a moment in Washington Heights. He says the Dominican community is very upset. But first, former New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio finally figured out what the rest of us already know. Nobody likes you, Mr. Mayor. I told you folks this congressional campaign would go nowhere. Nada. And that's exactly what has happened. About a month before the primary, de Blasio is out. Have you noticed the trend with this guy? I'm I'm running for president. Oh, nobody likes me or my agenda. Uh okay, I'm I'm running for governor. Oh, nobody likes me. All the fundraising dollars are already uh, dried up. So in other words, with his finger waving in the air, De Blasio keeps looking for a job. Okay, I'm now running for Congress. That has to be guaranteed. And now that did not work. De Blasio made his announcement on Twitter. It's clear to me that when it comes to this congressional district, people are looking for another option. And I respect that. And I just want to say I love the people of this city. I really want to keep serving, and I'm going to find a different way to serve. But I'm filled with gratitude at the same time. I've been on an amazing journey with so many of you. I want to thank all the people who have helped in this campaign and before. Mr. Mayor, Former Mayor Bill de Blasio, I I don't mean to sound nasty or to hurt your feelings, but it's over. It's done. You had your shot. You will never be elected to another position as long as you live. The people of New York have had enough. Go retire. Support your son, Dante. You put him in the campaign commercial, so maybe he has a future in politics. But your future as an elected official There is no future. So maybe you can call up one of your friends and get appointed to a position, but that's as good as it gets for you, Mr. de Blasio. And Mr. de Blasio and dropping out yesterday also continued. And even though this is not going to work out, I hope you know how much I appreciate you. And we're going to do a lot together to make this city better in the future. So I'm I'm feeling a lot of gratitude. I'm also recognizing I made mistakes. I want to do better in the future. I want to learn from those mistakes. And uh, it's been a humbling experience at times, but it's been a healthy experience. Humbling, Mr. Mayor, the reality is no one likes you. It's that simple. Call it a day. And uh, some further bad news, and I'm really getting sick of, um, of these types of stories. Two young teenagers was shot on an East Harlem Street Tuesday, leaving one of them in grave condition. Uh, The NYPD chief of patrol, Jeffrey Madry, uh, pleaded with New Yorkers to help detectives track down the shooter. And this happened in broad daylight. The teens, 114, the other 15, left the bodega on East 128th Street near Park Avenue in East Harlem just after 4.20 p.m. as the 14-year-old rode a, a, a push scooter and his friend walked down the block. A man emerged on the corner and fired off a volley of shots. The kids ran from the gunfire seeking cover between two parked cars where the younger boy was shot in the head and remains critically wounded and was critically wounded on the pavement while the other teen ran down the block with a gunshot wound to his left leg. 
this is becoming too much of the new norm in New York City. New York is not Chicago. It has to stop. Let's go to the telephone calls. Juan in Washington Heights. Good morning, Juan, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Yes, this case reminds me of the Charles Campbell shooting. That's the Charles Campbell shooting where an New York City cop was sent to prison by Janine Bureau. Okay, all right. Thank you very much. You are a jerk. It's as simple as that. You are an absolute... Ooh, ooh, I fooled the call screener. I fooled Dominic. I'm a hero. I got on the air. You're a jerk. It's as simple as that. And I don't use terms like that lightly. But, sir, you are an absolute joke jerk. Let's go to Frank in Staten Island, on Staten Island. Good morning, Frank. What's on your mind? I am doing good morning. Can I please begin with a positive story? Well, today is the 100th birthday of Rachel Robinson, the wife of Jackie Robinson. She's still with us. I think that's really amazing um, and stuff like that. I, I would wonder, though, I have a question. Since she is 100, she was born in 1922, do you think she would be eligible for reparations if, if, that, if something like that was ever, was ever went into operation with the government? Are you serious? Um, I, 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 I want to see, Frank, yeah. I, I, are, you, are you serious or are you just joking around? Or am I, or am I just, or am I just batting a thousand so far this morning? What I mean? No, 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 it's real. It's a really good question. Well, first of all, reparations are never going to happen. Number one. Number two, they're unfair to people that have never done anything to enslave anyone. But Jackie Robinson's wife, and I, I think about him all the time when I'm down on uh, uh, near Delancey Street. And when you pass down by that Canal Street, when you pass down by that area, you see the Jackie Robinson Museum. But I, it's, but I, I, you know, I don't want to simply dismiss you, Frank. You're saying, do I, do I think she'd be eligible? I, I'm not following you. Well, she's born 1922. Okay, what I does mean, that yeah, have I to mean, do? What does that have to do with anything? Well, it's an important. It's always in the news. An important story. People talk about it. But, but why? But why would you single her out? I'm I'm not understanding what what what's what's the point here that you're trying to make. She would be at the age. I got it. She was born 1922. Okay, so what's the point? She experienced Jim Crow laws, and there are thousands of people that that are still around that experienced Jim Crow laws. I mean, but. I, I thank you for the call, Frank, uh, and I hope that you have a uh, a good day here. Let's go to, oh, oh, you know what? I haven't heard from Peter in Harlem since he called up, and it was extremely disrespectful on the air. So against my better wish, I'm going to take his call to show you folks that I don't run from people. Good morning to you, Peter. Honestly, Dominic. And if you insult me one time, I'm going to cut you off. Oh, please. See, you don't have the... I'm going to say something. There are issues you bring up that I agree with, but your approach is is a bit underhanded. That's all I want to say. Okay, so what's underhanded? What's underhanded? Well, the fact is that you don't like being black in that milieu or that you're involved with on that station. I I I, I don't like being black, Peter. How do you know that? Every night you come on... You make Puerto Ricans black. You make everybody black in order to to substantiate your claims that you hate yourself. I you hate really myself. You really do hate yourself. I hate myself. No, I didn't wow. call for that. I wanted to call for to ask you a question. Nowhere in your dissertation have you told us the number of times this man was stabbed to death. Now, somehow that. So, so wait, 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 wait. You're referring to Mister to the to the, to the Dominican guy up in, that destroyed Harlem. That those people destroyed Harlem years ago with drugs and all that other shit. Wait, but what, my what, point is, how many times did he stab that man? Okay, so you're saying how many times did Mister uh, Alba the, the, stab the Dominican guy? And a lot, don't so forget, wait, you know, I'm just I'm just trying to fo- wait. I'm trying to follow you, Peter. Okay. I said, how many times okay. did he stab? Okay, the but you're saying he? Who is he? The the, the Dominican so, guy. So, so Mr. Alba, is that what you're saying? I don't know what his name is. Okay, his name is Mr. Alba. Okay, um, how many times did he stab the guy? I believe he was stabbed uh, five times. I believe. 
but, I but, but, I okay, okay. but, but what does that have he, to do? Wait, where did the knife, where did his knife come from? So, so, so the ex-con is, is the victim now. Hey, the whole staff is made up of ex-cons, so stop with the bullshit. Okay, all right, hey, Peter, you know what? Do me a favor. When I'm on the air, don't call again. I gave you enough rope right now for you to completely hang yourself. Every time I take your call, you use profanity. You don't know what you're talking about. You're angry, and you're directing your anger at me, telling me that I hate myself when I am a highly accomplished African-American. What have you ever done in your life? Give me a break, and I'm going to follow what our listeners have told me. They have said that I should be ignoring you. So it's my fault that I took your call, but trust me, I will not make that mistake again. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Phil in the Bronx. Good morning, Phil. What's on your mind? Yeah, hi. Uh, About this incident at the bodega, uh, what I find very strange is here you have a prosecutor that drops a half a million in bail on top of a guy for, you know, second degree murder. No, no, no clear insight into the case. Then a bunch of people who represent the bodegas drop in on him and a few hundred other people start calling Bragg. And suddenly he starts sliding down the sliding pond. And now he's, he's dropping the charges. This, this is indicative of a man or a person rather who is not stable, is not dynamically stable in their attitude towards their... No, no. Well, well, Phil, I I respectfully disagree with you. These are the actions of someone who is not a good politician. And frankly, who didn't do their homework initially on this investigation. Because if I were the district attorney, I would fire my initial uh, deputy district attorney, ADA, that was handling this case and told me to push for uh, for murder, too. And so, yeah. as a matter of fact, considering how much pressure Mr. Bragg is under, before I announced the charges, I would have demanded to see the tape myself. And any reasonable person looking at that tape would say, are are you out of your Uh, mind? Are you trying to make me lose my job? Meaning the district attorney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, granted, I I see your side of it, but you're saying something similar to what I'm saying. In in, in a position of authority in that respect, the man has got to be aware of the consequences of taking an action. Apparently – the ADAs have power, but he is the ultimate authority, and he should have seen of course. at the beginning. Agreed. But, Agreed. But, but, but the problem is, in the future, it's, it's, it, I can guarantee you almost literally that it's going to happen again in some other circumstance. What is he going to do? Is he going to go through the same slippery slope? I don't think Greg will. I don't think he'll make this mistake again. He politically, he cannot. He will. He cannot make. He's on life. His career is on life support to begin with. I don't see. No, it isn't. Hochul Hochul keeps him in place because she wants him in that position. No, no, that's not. That's not what Hochul wants. What's that saying? Keep your enemies close. Hoku's hands are tied. She cannot fire the first black district attorney ever of Manhattan. She can't do it. What does it matter what race he is? Phil, Phil, in a great world, you would say, get rid of him. The guy's an embarrassment. Get rid of him. But she has to consider her election is coming up. And if she fires uh, Alvin Bragg, before the November election, she can kiss her election goodbye, whether it's right or, or wrong uh, in this city. And why do you, hey, Phil, why do you think, and I do want your response to this before I move on, why do you think uh, Mayor, Mayor Adams won't touch him? Because politically, the second black mayor cannot go after the first black district attorney. So that's why Eric Adams has to have a hands-off approach. There is nothing that Kathy Hochul can do to this guy until at least November. Listen, you're a man. You're a man. I don't care if you're green, white, black, white. Phil, Phil, you're you're talking the the way things should be. 
You're talking the way things should be. I'm trying to break it down for you for politics so that you understand what exactly is going on. Her hands are tied. Her her advisors are telling her, Governor Hoku, there is nothing we can do. Well, my wife, my wife is African-American, and she tells me that a lot of people in this community can't stand this guy because he, he is basically letting felons out in the street, whether they're black or white. He's letting felons out in the Agreed. street. Agreed. Agreed. They're, they're, they're going crazy. He is not popular among the, the African-American people. Agreed. But I thank you for the call, but he's in office. And now that he's in office, there's nothing she can do, at least until after November. George and Flushing, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Go right ahead, George. Take a breath, sir. Take a breath. <laughs> the, first, the, the first three calls, holy cow. Like Now, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Alba, he spent so much time in jail, and the thing I wanted to push on was that the mayor made a big noise about the one young man that stayed 24 hours on Mr. Giuliani's, Mayor Giuliani's stay over right. Good point. In this year. Good point. Right. So now the thing is that you know, and he didn't see the video, and and he would have you know, it's career security that these uh, insecurity that these guys are all playing with, from the governor down to the mayor, and even the, the DA. You know, like what is that? Race has nothing to do with it, sir. Now also. The young lady that uh, dodged bullets with her family wait, in the what? house. Okay, but wait, 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 wait. When you say race has nothing to do with it, what what are you what are you talking well, about directly? Three calls, sir. You you got all these people talking about race, and it has nothing to do with race. Well, when, like, when you the Dominicans were versus the the African Americans or nothing, you know, it, it's oh, a crime. Oh, right, 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 right. Well, race, race has nothing to do with it. It has to do mm-hmm. with the crime. Mm-hmm. Now. Getting to the young lady that dodged bullets with her family, right? They tried to do a GoFundMe page for Mr. Alba. They didn't permit it because they said something about uh, criminal defense or something like that. They right, accused of a crime. A GoFundMe for that. Right, they but yet the, the, the guy in Minneapolis, uh, his no, family, they, they let him raise money. Right, and he's a criminal. Right, well, it's... They, it's... Won't let it, they won't let the young lady have one. Right. It's an unfair process. But, George, I really do appreciate your call this morning. Thank you. Bless you. And you have a great morning. I just want to say this, folks. Uh, The staff here at WABC, we work very, very hard on this program. And we take with enormous pride that this program is number one, not in just a news category, not in just in terms of a talk category, not in just of uh, uh, AM or FM. This program is number one in all of New York. There is no station that beats WABC. Number one, number uno. And so when when someone calls up and says things like, and, and you call us a right, that I should just ignore him. But when someone calls up like Peter from Harlem and he says, you know, that I hate being black, I, I, I mean, as many kids as I've helped and and I hate being black because I won't sign off on the dysfunction because I won't see that ex-con who I'm sorry that he's dead, the one that tried to um, uh, uh, strong arm Mr. Alba and Mr. Alba defended himself. And unfortunately, the young man who never should have been on that side of the counter lost his life. Don't blame me. Don't blame Mr. Alba. Blame your girlfriend. I will be right back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. They say this is a big, rich town. I just come from the poet's part. Bright light, city life, I gotta make it. 
Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Charges drop. Murder charges. Murder two against Jose Alba, the Harlem Bodega clerk. AOC fakes uh, that she was arrested, indicating that she was handcuffed when they only uh, carried her away from a protest uh, by her arm. And so she wanted the photo op to look like she was arrested. And so she acted it out. She acted it out. We're going to talk about those issues and uh, many more. Dominic Carter here with you. But let's get right back to the telephone calls. Alyssa in Manhattan. Good morning, Alyssa. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. I am going to try to improve your mood after you're having to put up with those phone calls by saying that what I am about to discuss has a lot to do with your influence. Now, last night you had made um, a comment saying that you didn't understand why so many members of the African-American community were being put now, either elected or whatever, into positions of authority, yet they were either unwilling or unable to make a difference in the community and in some cases make it worse. Well, and, that, that's paraphrasing what I said, but go, but go ahead, Alyssa. Okay. So um, for me, when I hear that someone is elected to a position, though those things, you know, whether, you know, that they are the first African-American or Hispanic or woman are important for me, that is not the top priority. And the top priority for me is what are your qualifications? What have you done to, in your past that has helped the community and that has served the community to move it forward? Now, this is where you, your influence and things you have said comes into play. What's even more important to me is when I hear – I would like to hear about the challenges that these people have had to overcome in their childhood, as young adults – working their way up to where they're now in a position of authority, a position to actually do something. Because someone who has had to overcome challenges is equipped to overcome challenges of their new office. They have the life experience to do that. So for me, that says to me, okay, here's a person who knows what it's like to be up against things and to to come out on the other side. And they have the experience for that. So – you know, when you're talking about your challenges, and I think constantly of one thing you said that, that I'm always reminded of, where you said your grandmother had told you that you were going to have to work extra hard. No, not extra hard, twice as hard. Twice as hard. Okay, twice and she, as and, hard. And she was accurate. And she was, and she told you the truth. It's not fair, but you can either be the victim or you can get out there work and make something of yourself and be the success. And, and amen, because I'm not Alyssa. Alyssa, I have to move on because we have a lot of calls. But I I, I thank you for your assessment. But with, with, with Mr. Bragg, the district attorney, I think he's incapable of doing the right thing. I think that he has an agenda, and he's not going to move from that agenda. He's not going to move from it. But, but you just mentioned uh, being a victim or doing something about it. My attitude and philosophy, uh, if you will, has always been that I'm going to do something about it, that I'm no one's victim, no one's victim. And, you know, when 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 a Peter who called and I shouldn't have taken his call, but I'm trying to do the right thing when he calls. Oh, you're not black. You hate yourself. But so because I won't accept the dysfunction that goes on, that means I hate myself because, because I call out mistakes and bad behavior. That means that I hate myself, (laughs) sir. It is you that need to look (laughs) into the mirror. Not me, not me. I am a strong brother. Believe me folks. When I tell you, but, I'm smart enough to know that when I take on a challenge, I'm going to come correct. I'm not going to come halfway. I'm not going to come saying I'm black. Just put me in there. 
I'm going to come and I'm ready to compete with the very best as long as it is required or necessary. Let's go to our friend Hudson in the Bronx on AOC. Good morning, Hudson. What's on your mind, friend? Tom, good morning, brother. It's always good to hear your voice, man. Thank you. Um, if I can just say one thing, and then I'll and then I'll get to my AOC point. Um, I know you don't want to hear this. It's hard to hear compliments. Um, I hate that people come at you, man. Um, you're one of the kindest, one of the most intelligent people on the radio. Um, I know you you welcome the heat. That's the reason why you picked up with Peter and stuff. Um, but I'll never understand why people come after you, man. Well, the the, the reason yeah. why the reason why I take his call, to be honest with you, because I'm hoping that one day he's going to wake up and realize that um, the Peters of the world, that the way that they see things, that it's doing nothing to help them is only hampering them. And so that's why I take the calls with the hope that, you know, things will get better. But please continue, Hudson. All right, thanks. Thanks, Tom. Um, yeah, you got a good heart, brother. Um, so with, with AOC, um, this is the new game. It's funny. I was I was talking to my pops the other day. And I, I saw it the other day. It's been happening for a while, but it's become more evident. Um, when the Biden administration, which I, I I don't even think he knows what he's doing anymore, but when, when they told him to come out with that whole 10-year-old with the abortion thing and it came out, when the facts came out, you know, that, that, that you know, that young lady didn't have to leave the state. And, and um, you know, whatever, it was in the legal limit. Anyway, with AOC, with what she did today, with the, the fake behind the back, it, their new game that they came out with is that it's like, hey, we own the media. We can say whatever we want. It doesn't matter because as long as we put the story out there first, it's out there. So all these people that are sheep, and I hate to call them sheep, that they just watch. They're not people that listen to WABC. They're not people, you know, that watch, you know, Newsmax or Fox. It's not people that read the paper. These are people that just drive by news. They, they, you know, they'll see something quick. They see that, it, oh, my God, did you hear? AOC got arrested. Look at this picture. And they don't care. It's not true. Because then it'll get buried. And then all these news channels in the fine print, you know, two weeks later, it'll be like, oh, we have to make this correction. That, you know, it didn't really happen. But You're correct. Um, as always, I will finish like this. I love you, brother. Well, you thank you. I love you too, man. Thank you. And anybody that knows me knows my heart and um, and where I'm coming from. So, you know, if you if if, if you want to call me a name, if that makes you feel better about yourself, go for it. If you think it's impacting me, you're fooling yourself. Let's go to LQ in the Bronx. Good morning, LQ. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, good morning, uh, Dominic. Uh, we overcome evil with good. Uh, as far as is um, the lady, uh, the, the, the uh, Mr. Abba, it, it took them about a week after I noticed uh, when the media really showed that the, this woman was stabbing him and it made a, a difference. This really put the icing on the tape. It's really like the, almost similar to the uh, issue you were talking about uh, yesterday with the um, this rapper and and how the police they didn't show how the police was, was respectful and then only showed the right. fighting and right. all this. So, Correct, so I'm, I, I, mm-hmm. so I'm, I you know that's the way I see it. And the governor Hope also you know she she answers the smoke screen. Of course, uh, uh, Alvin Braggs you know uh, Braggs is is under her and like not to rock her boat. And make her lose, so he he, he had to make that de- make the decision. Otherwise, it would hurt her in the election. Bad. She probably would have lost. Right. If she LQ, I thank you for your call as always. It, it is my uh, political opinion that if she replaced Alvin Bragg, she will lose the election. Democrats will stay home, particularly African American Democrats, and it would be game over. For Kathy Hochul. She is not going to do that. Michael in New Jersey, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, I wanted to say that as far as de Blasio goes, on a scale of 1 to 10, he is a minus 500,000 as a mayor. He was a horrible, horrible, terrible, the worst mayor. But I will say one thing for him. 
Like Captain Smith of the Titanic, he didn't abandon the ship. Now that he's over, he is going to live in the city which he helped destroy. That's the only thing I'll say about him that's good. Unlike our mayor of today, he will not go down with the ship. When his term is over, if he doesn't move up, he will run back to Fort Lee, New Jersey. So as bad as de Blasio is, and he stunk, he was the worst. But as bad as he was, I have more respect for him than I do for Eric Adams. Mm. Well, Michael, I, I appreciate your call with de Blasio. What what took him down? I mean, he did deliver on Universal uh, Pre-K, but what took him down was his arrogance. Uh, I knew him for many years prior to him becoming mayor, when he became a city councilman, when he ran Hillary Clinton's campaign. But once he became mayor, his arrogance went from a zero to a hundred. And I don't know who was advising him because they were giving him very bad advice. And now he's in a position historically where he's like, why does no one like me? Why in my own city am I not welcomed or embraced by anyone? By anyone. Let's go to Miguel in Flushing. Good morning, Miguel. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. It's good to talk to you. And um, I can't believe anybody is defending this criminal over Jose Alba. I, I, I don't understand who could, in their right mind, defend this criminal. He got what he deserved. Nobody likes to see anybody lose their life, but he was in the over the counter. He got what he deserves, and people are starting to fight back. And that's what we need to do because the politicians are not going to help us. And De Blasio, I'm glad he dropped out. And like you tweeted earlier, I don't think he will ever win another race because he will. He's the worst politician aside from um, what's the lady in Chicago, Lightfoot. Yes, the he's mayor. The worst person that ever ran for any office him aoc and bernie sanders they should never be in office again (laughs) he ruined new york he was horrible and there's no way that i mean i know adams people are mad with him but what's happening today is de blasio's fault he is the one that took us on this track well that's that's true and miguel i i thank you uh very much for your call uh, you said it. You said it accurately in terms of um, looking back at uh, at history. In a moment, I'm going to tell you what our what our owner operator John Katsimatidis has to say. His warning. But first, before I do that, uh, and coming up at 45 minutes past the hour, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, and at 1 a.m. Frank Morano, and the other side of midnight, Robert and Queens. Good morning. You're up. Yeah, hi. Great show, as usual. Thank you. Thank you. I just you. wanted to say that uh, about AOC getting arrested. In my opinion, she's really not a politician. She's more of a reality star. And because uh, her popularity is going down, so this, to me, was uh, like more of a publicity stunt than anything else. Hey, hey, Robert, I, I never steal anyone's ideas, but I may have to borrow this one. You just hit it on the head. AOC is a reality star because she's certainly not a uh, politician and she's not the most articulate person ever, you know, to begin with. But you're right, man. She's a reality star. She's done nothing for her constituents, so <laughs> right. she's got to she's got to stay relevant somehow. Right. Well, well, thank you for the call, Robert. But you know that doesn't matter. You know she represents one of the poorest uh, districts in the country. That doesn't matter. The fact that she's really in the district that doesn't matter. She's faking her arrest. You didn't cuff me, officer. I want to be cuffed for the photos. So now I'll just fake it. That's what she did. Our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, appearing on the uh, Fox News channel, is warning of food shortages. This is something to pay close attention to and peak prices. Listen to what Mr. Katsimatidis had to say again on the Fox News channel. 
Food prices will peak out, will reach peak prices in September because there's a lag between oil and uh, food prices as uh, as they go up. There's always a maybe a 90-day lag in food, a 30-day lag in uh, in prices in the gas station from uh, crude oil. Mm-hmm. Um, the big the big question mark is. The recession does not have to happen, and I've been talking about that. Interest rates. You know, the Fed, our White House, spent trillions of dollars, trillions of dollars to take us over the COVID crisis. My opinion is they should delay increasing in interest rates before they destroy the real estate industry and other industry industries in the United States with high interest rates. Yeah. Delay it. 30, 60, 90 days. Delay destroying as well the real estate injury, industry. Excuse me. Bottom line here is, um, and I'm really not saying this as a partisan statement, everything Biden touches, he destroys. It really is that simple. I wish him well in his retirement, former president, but he's got to go. We can't survive or, or, or make it with Biden and his number two. And by the way, folks don't want me to criticize the Peters of the world to, to criticize his number two because she's African-American. But what about the fact that she laughs every time you ask her a question? How do I explain that? When folks say, well, Dominic... You're defending the vice president. What has she done? And what am I supposed to say? Because I don't know what she's done. Mr. Katsimatidis on the uh, Fox News channel continued. You need optimism from the White House point of view to the American people, because everything that's been done lately has hurt the American people and helped the rest of the world. Uh, There is a problem in food prices that could happen. As interest rates go up, as uh, there will be shortages of certain products. Uh, There's another problem that has not come to light yet, and uh, I discussed it with Maria a few months ago, is a lot of our uh, major uh, factories, a lot, maybe about 20 of them, have burned down in the last 18 months or, or been destroyed. And nobody's really investigating what's going on in that end. And so you're, you're hearing the warning from, from an expert, John Katsimatidis, the owner-operator uh, of WABC, along with his wife, the great Margot Katsimatidis, two great Americans. And I do want to point out uh, one of the emails I received this morning before I take a break from Tanya Covington, who listens to the program. And this is pretty good here as I'm looking at it. She says, how is New York supposed to be welcoming to production crews if, they're getting killed while working. Mayor needs to put the undercover street crime unit back in force immediately. I will be right back. Talk Radio 77 These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. You may recall, folks, one of the vicious attacks on Asian Americans uh, occurred uh, regarding an aspiring uh, Thai model on a subway platform. The video is horrendous of what this man did to her, snatching her, pulling her uh, in a private area. Her dress came up, and it looks like he's trying to get on top of her right on the platform, but she fought back. Well, now that man, uh, Kevin Douglas, has copped to the top count of a second-degree robbery charge for this savage November twenty second, 2021 attack on the 23-year-old woman. This happened at the 34th Street Herald Square station uh, for a train uh, home to Queens. And uh, the man is apparently looking at a... Um, a five-year sentence. We'll see what um, what actually happens. And remember the ex-schools chancellor, Richard Carranza? The guy, the guy, he never passed the smell test with me. I always thought he was shady. And now it's turning out that he's engaged to a former DOE administrator 
he hired for a six-figure salary. So the relationship, shh, 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 while she's at DOE, she leaves, he leaves, and now they're engaged. Back to the telephone calls and coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Devin in Yonkers, good morning. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic. Uh, Dominic, I just wanted to say um, I sympathize with, you know, what you go through with this guy, Peter. I'm a lesbian and I'm a Republican, and therefore I'm an idiot. I'm uneducated. I'm stupid. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I don't know how to think for myself, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so Peter can go shove it. As far as I'm concerned, and I'm sure I speak for countless people, you are an intellect. You are brilliant. You are moral. You're a kind man. You, you, you see around corners. You see through things. And I'm just super grateful for you. So please don't listen to that idiot. Well, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. And I'm glad that you don't let people put you in a box as well. That's the important part. And I'm not I'm not thinking uh, about Peter or anyone else, um, you know, when they when they start with the you're not black. So growing up in the projects on welfare in the city, in the Throgs Neck houses and the Patterson houses, what was I then? If, if 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 I'm not if I'm not black, but what they really mean? Thank you for the call, Devin. I really appreciate it. What they really mean is you're not saying what we want you to say. We want you to agree that our dysfunctional ways are the way to go. No, I'm not going to say that. And again, I take enormous pride in the fact that this show is number one in all of New York for our time period, 12 to 1 a.m. We beat every FM station. We beat every AM station. And that's because of you, and you listeners, and it's because of the hard work of the staffers here working on the program that are hard at work on this show before I even walk in the building. And so people are entitled to their opinion. I won't even give you that cliche about opinions and everybody's entitled to one. I'll I'll let you figure that out, you know. So whatever, folks. So let's now go to Tom uh, down to the Jersey Shore. Tom says, I owe the audience an apology. Good morning, Tom. Hey, Dominic. And first of all, let me um, acknowledge your prior caller. I do agree with her uh, about what a terrific show you have. However... I called you like a day, maybe two days, after the Uvalde disgrace, and you were defending the police vigorously. And I get that. I get it. But uh, you do owe your audience an apology because you came out like maybe they were waiting for orders. Maybe they were afraid, whatever it was. No, I didn't didn't say say that they were afraid. I said, uh, Tom, that they were waiting for orders. And the video is awful, but it, they were waiting for orders. They were told to stand down. So yeah, I, I get I, the whole thing, Dominic. Right. But you were entirely wrong. No, no, and no. But you, Tom, it's not is, Tom. As smart Tom, as you, Tom. A Tom, guy that is as smart as you. Thank you. Should Tom. have recognized that. Tom, I, I mean that, Tom. I, I hear you. I and I appreciate you, brother. I really do. But I am not going to second guess the police until I have. Full evidence that indicates something else. And now I'm not going to Monday morning quarterback the police. I'm not going to do it, Tom. Now we've seen the video. We know that officials there completely dropped the ball. So we now know that, Tom. You 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 stated that initially, and I was not willing to go there. I'm willing to go there now because I've seen the video. I've heard from the uh, state uh, director in Texas but but buddy, I really do appreciate your call. It's just I would continue, Tom. It's just that I'm uh I'm short on time. Uh, Frank Morano is going to join me in one second. Let's go to Mark in Kentucky real quick. Good morning, Mark. What's on your mind? Mark, are you with me? Nope. Mark is gone. Frank Morano is here with me. Good morning to you. Good morning, Dominic. So, what's coming up this morning? Action Pack Show. Uh, a couple of months ago, you might have seen this op-ed in the Washington Post. It was one of the most interesting op-eds that I've read in the last few months. It's by um, a woman named, a transgender woman named Karina Cohn. And the uh, the op-ed was, 
I was too young to decide about transgender surgery at 19. And this column, incredibly well written, essentially makes the case that uh, younger people should wait before having whatever you want to call it, uh, gender reassignment surgery, or I know it's got a number of other terms, but it all means the same thing. So she's going to join us exclusively in about a half hour and explain why she thinks she should have waited before having this kind of a a surgery. And then um, we're going to have some fun. Louis Conti is a retired law enforcement officer, also now a polygraph examiner. So I've got a few questions for him about that. But he's the author of a new novel called The Book of Sasquatch. Sasquatch, another name for uh, Bigfoot. And it's kind of a fun book. And uh, I I found, you know, more and more people are looking for summer reads to take on an airplane when they go on vacation or to take on the beach with them. And this is something that might fit the bill. So we'll talk to him about what it's like being a polygraph examiner and this book that he's written about Bigfoot. So we'll have some fun and we'll cover some serious subjects as well. And I look forward to the program, especially that that interview. Um, What time is that going to be? In a half hour from now. Okay. Well, I look forward to listening to it. Frank Morano, The Other Side of Midnight. You select the next caller. How about uh, about Al in Yonkers? Al, you're talking to Frank and Dominic. Good morning. Oh, yeah. How you doing, guys? You know, uh, thanks, Frank, uh, for uh, calling me out. Uh, I just wanted to say that in regards to de Blasio dropping out of the congressional race, uh, that's nothing new for former New York City mayors. As we've seen in the past, those who've aspired to continue in public office, they've never really went anywhere. John Lindsay couldn't uh, go any further. Uh, Abe Beam, uh, when he ran for re-election in 77, uh, he just missed the runoff. Uh, In 82, we saw Koch fail in his quest for governor, and we also saw Giuliani fail in 2008 when he ran for president. So in regards to de Blasio not making it, uh, it's nothing new. We've seen this trend before with uh, New York City mayors who've tried to aspire to higher office. Do you agree? Al, I I thank you for the call. And uh, you know what, Uh, Frank, historically, Al is correct that New York City mayors have not done very well in higher office. Yeah, I mean, with the notable exception being John Hoffman, who in 1869 was able to become governor after being mayor. He's rolling over in his grave listening to Al's uh, commentary now. Um, I have some interesting thoughts on why de Blasio ran for this in the first place, and it's something that I thought everybody was going to mention. I haven't heard anybody mention it in a minute. I'm going to give you my two cents as to why he ran for this in the first place. Well, I look forward to your two cents. Frank Morano on the other side of Midnight. I'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same station. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.